0: Welcome to The Classical Drunks, the podcast that attempts to make rationality great again. For this episode, Aaron and I sat down to break down drug design, testing and approval processes. We often complain about the prohibitive cost of medical drugs, but greed does not necessarily explain the whole story behind such prices. As usual, I am your host, Emmanuel, and with me is Aaron hey guys welcome back to the podcast so today we wanted to talk about something a bit funny drugs drugs the legal kind boo so uh healthcare is now it it is a very very important topic in our uh public debates and we're a bit lucky because our friend Aaron works for big pharma and uh so we wanted to talk a bit more about What happens uh, around drugs and how they're made and why are they so freaking expensive? Uh,
1: I will preface this just first by saying that I am not some big uppity uppity exec in a pharmaceutical company. I am just one of the... I might as well be a lab rat, okay? I am the the lowest rung at the moment. Uh, I'm just one of the techies, one of the analyst for a pharmaceutical it's company.
0: Essentially, what he's saying is, 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 is just a janitor yeah. in a big pharma company. <laughs> uh, but at least that qualifies him
1: yeah. to talk
0: about healthcare economics. Yeah, and and I'm a bit of an econ nerd, so uh you know, we thought that would be interesting to kind of d- d- dive a bit into the 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 intersection of those two universes. That,
1: that is actually a study. It's called pharmaconomics, which is the uh, economics behind pharmaceuticals here we go the benefit and cost benefit analysis of drugs and their benefits to the patient so okay so so
0: so so let's start from there because well yeah so so that in itself is not necessarily a a a point that's that's without any sort of controversy Uh, just (laughs) but just 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 with the idea that there are costs and benefits to healthcare. Uh, that's already a swear word that's already breaching some kind of a taboo
1: no manny i should get all of the healthcare because because i want it
0: because i want it because I, I want because um, i deserve it human rights <laughs> uh, i should i should just have it
1: yeah it's just mine <laughs> um yeah no so yeah obviously i think you know Healthcare costs uh drugs in particular cost money to make that's just a a, a fact of life and um you know we have to look and weigh the benefits and all that um and the risks as well associated with that drug and the costs associated with that associated with that drug and well, obviously we don't really do that because we pay for drugs collectively at the moment either through insurance or through a state health service so there's not really an an incentive for the individual to um look at be price drug sensitive, costs, yeah it, yeah look at drug costs in a more rational way but um.
0: So so but that no but that's that's my point. It's like it, without 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 even getting there, I think that there are a lot of people. I uh, um, I don't know if there's the same people that listen to us, but to a lot of people, that question should not even be asked. That is to say, for a lot of people, the, the healthcare. The fact that you know, the, the whole point of a public policy in healthcare should be about making it so that costs don't exist anymore. I think that there really that idea, there is that idea out there that the whole. Their, their thinking when it comes to healthcare is to say no matter the cost
1: yeah oh well, well, that it should be free yeah oh no I am to- if, if 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 the big wigs at my company hear me saying that you know we should be rational about costs in healthcare then I'm I'm, I'm losing my job <laughs> you know it's like what uh, but yeah like no obviously though drugs like they cost a certain amount of money and like either way I think drugs are always going to be expensive just because of the fact of um, you know research and development approval all that kind of it's just naturally very expensive to start with um so i, I except don't think maybe for ever...
0: except maybe for some some drugs that have uh, you know extreme general purpose or, like yeah. maybe aspirin
1: oh aspir- yeah yeah that's well that's because you know everyone takes a few aspirin like a yeah. year so, you know you've got the you've got the benefit of mass markets behind you of people that want your product um, whereas if you're dealing with more specialized drugs th- which the industry is moving towards more and more we we're we're we're, ge- we're ve- have very few drugs where we're having unmet medical need at the moment you know that's that's the new area is unmet medical need because there's such so few of it out there
0: uh, so so can you elaborate a bit when you say unmet medical need do you mean people who have afflictions and diseases
1: which don't which which aren't being met in
0: through where there's just no
1: there's no drug there's okay. no treatment uh, the right. only treatment might be palliative in, in, the, in, in that way which is uh, becoming increasingly more rare um, which is a good thing it's great it means we have more drugs uh, to treat patients the cat just walked into the room <laughs> yes
0: oh we, we might maybe well it's not related to drugs but at some point maybe we'll have time to, to talk a bit about cat healthcare because it's actually from I an mean, economic po- point of view it's, it's very funny yeah. Because there was no men- mandatory insurance. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, I got, like, the, the wee bastard that just walked in the room. Uh, I got him x rays for 200 euros. Yeah. And uh, it just talked to any hospital for humans.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. It's... <laughs> also, they're generally, like, you know, yeah. Um, but I mean, an x ray. Yeah. An anyway. x ray, yeah. So, another. Um... So if if we can just run through very quickly the I think the costs associated with um, drugs, if you want to talk about that, so, so where just, we can make savings, yes. Yeah, so, so just
0: for the purpose, so so uh, is that something that's general to drugs, or are you already trying? Are, are you already diving down into the more specialized drugs that you were just mentioning? Is that something well, these so? These are, are the more-
1: like more general drugs. But okay. Like, um, so yeah. let's
0: say. Uh, so- uh, 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 yeah can you give me an so for example
1: many? like all drugs have to go through research and development stages uh, to start with um, research and development for your standard drug takes about can be anywhere between three years or it can be 12 years you know it's 15 years it can go on on and on and, on. Um, and the um, uh, the association of uh, British pharmaceutical of uh, the the association of the British pharmaceutical industry um, says that for every 25,000 compounds that are tested, uh, only one will go through and be approved, an approved product. So, you know, you're testing all of these compounds for, you know, efficacy, safety, all that kind of stuff. And you're you're really only getting one through out of every 25,000, which is a huge amount. This is why it takes years. Uh, They're actually getting medical robots, uh, research robots to actually go through these compounds now and try and automate the system. That's how... Which is going through, which is good because it's cost saving, but also meh, jobs. <laughs> <laughs> um we we should do an episode on automation actually one day. That would be very oh, interesting.
0: Pfft. Don't give me starters.
1: Yeah. Um so you know, all of that costs about two point six billion then per new drug going onto the market. It's it is sidelined to R and D. And and that's not even taking into account the failed drugs in pipe in research pipelines. So, you know, you might have for every you know 2.6 billion it cost to get that one particular drug on the market you might have brought many drugs forward or many compounds forward that you invested hundreds of millions in research and development and then realize oh, it's not really working and th- those those costs have to be recouped for your failures as well and your failures are much more than your wins in the pharmaceutical industry so they also have to be accounted for
0: so let me let me just recap so so already just so so from i have some kind of a compound that i've drawn on the whiteboard mm-hmm. to that's going to be approved you're already taking from 20 uh, uh, you said 25,000
1: yeah that's according to the uh, association yeah. of british so pharmacists 25,000
0: to one that gets approved yeah but that does not mean that that drug is going to be economically viable
1: no not necessarily that that's
0: just hey guys we have a compound and it works and we've tested and we've got it approved but then you also have to ask well is you haven't cost, even got is it approved it at this stage.
1: You haven't even got it approved at this stage. This is just... Oh, You've, you've that taken goes it through the development stage and you've got the drug that you want to submit... You've got the compound that you want to submit for approval. Okay, so yeah. you
0: haven't even submitted it for approval. Yeah. You don't even know at this stage, and you don't even know at this stage if it's going to be economically worthwhile.
1: Yes. Uh, usually, um, basically, you, you would have, like, a, a, you would, a pharmaceutical company would hire... Doctors and economists to kind of look at areas of need and where they can actually make a dent in the market and make a profit before they would go down researching a compound for that particular, you know, before they research for the car- compound itself, they will look at where the market's going and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, so once once we have that, we uh, submit then for um, trials and approval. So you go through your preclinical trials then uh, with your FDA uh, with. With the, your, um, the FDA knows about your drug at this point once it's gone to your preclinical trials. Um, that's where we're basically doing tests on um, animals, which are phenotypic trials. So you're seeing how the drug works in a system, aka the body, uh, and that's usually done in mice or primates or that kind of thing. And uh, and then once that you submit to you go on to human trials, so you have phase one, which is only maybe fifty people, and it's just to test safety. You might even be you mightn't even be testing in Actual patients at this point, you might be just testing in, you know, healthy males. Um, we use males to avoid um, pregnancy because women getting pregnant can fuck up trials. Um, yeah. So.
0: so, so, at this stage, so you're giving, you're giving, okay, so you're giving the drug to healthy uh, subjects to yeah. test because, for safety. Okay, test for safety. So the idea behind that being, if there is any side effect, we want to make sure that we have the strongest, uh, 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 healthiest people. To, to handle whatever side effect may come to them.
1: Exactly. We're not putting patients at risk. Okay. Yeah. So All right. that minimizes risk.
0: That, that's phase one, you said? Yeah. For human.
1: Phase two, we usually have a few hundred people. And it depends on the drug. So if it's an orphan drug with a very low patient population, you might only have a few dozen. But This usually comprises a few hundred, maybe 500 patients. And you need that because you want good data basically um at this point we're looking at, we're not looking at whether it's safe or not we're looking at efficacy um we're looking kind of a dosage as well what dosages work and and then uh, if it's proved to be uh, efficacious uh, f- <laughs> if um if it if it's proved to work we will then move on to a stage three trial which will usually have 1000 to 3000 patients uh, again large uh large numbers for good data. This is something the FDA have gone for in recent years. They wanted large numbers um, because they wanted it to, to be statistically very sound. Uh, there are some people so, who say that you could actually have a lot less and that sometimes people say that phase, tri- phase three trials aren't really necessary. And then there are others who say that it is. So it could be an area to make savings in. Um,
0: so just so I understand, so, so phase two is more about testing it on real patients that will need it and try yeah. to figure out the efficiency and the the what's the right dosage?
1: Yeah, you're starting to look at dosage as okay. well in phase two. Phase three, they'll really get the dosage down, and okay. you'll also be looking at it in different populations. So, you know, uh, you'll be making sure that you're having a very diverse population group. So all you'll right. have people from all genetic backgrounds, all age backgrounds, all you know.
0: And if I understand it properly, phase one is kind of a safety 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 step of, of uh, we're not going to go further because the 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 negative effects are really too strong. Yeah. And I guess that phase three, that's where you can kind of start populating that list, the small list on the, uh, you know, the, oh, the, the, the smaller, the, yeah, yeah. The, the smaller, less don't important effects. Don't take this if
1: you have diabetes. Don't take this if you have hypertension. Don't, yeah. Okay. That's where you're getting. That's yeah, the phase three. Yeah. You're also getting like lots of. Um, okay.
0: Don't, yeah. don't take this if you've just hit your toe in toenail in, in the, the bed.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. So. Uh, there are some drugs. Uh, what the FDA has done recently, they've got like um, a new fast track approval system where you can actually get approval at stage two. Um, and then you the, that basically gives the company confidence to start making the investments in capital costs, building a new factory, hiring staff, all that kind of stuff, and it fast-tracks the process. um, Oh, okay. Because
0: essentially, you know after Phase 2...
1: Whether it's effective. Okay. Um, Yeah, so...
0: But Phase 3 just narrows down the fine prints... And the details, but you don't yeah. need those obviously to start manufacturing and yeah, okay, exactly makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. that, but that's okay. So, so that's that's a new process, is it?
1: That's yeah, they started doing that. Um, that I, we can thank the gays for that actually, really. <laughs> I, should shit you not, it, it came out of the uh, the AIDS crisis back in the 80s. Oh, and they had drugs, there was yeah, when it was a really slow three, three uh, you know, three phase process and people were dying, and the gays were essentially like we need these drugs now and um, we need to either speed up the process or that and the fda was like okay well we have unmet medical need because there's no drug we can actually give them at the moment to uh, com- combat the aids so what we're going to do is we're going to essentially because we know that it's effective we're going to essentially yeah, We're still going to have a Phase 3 trial. Yes, so it's still a requirement. It's still a requirement. But, but w- w- it gives
0: more confidence for the company that's manufacturing them. Of yeah. Like, hey guys, you have your stamp of approval, Yeah, proceed, but at least you know, you don't have the risk of doing Phase 3 and actually have to roll back because... Yeah, and no.
1: usually the product then gets priority in the um, review process for when the FDA is going through the paperwork and reviewing the trials and all of that stuff. So, to get to get it out on the market as quickly as possible. The the company I'm working for at the moment, they are currently making a drug which has, um, which has received fast track approval. So, which is good because it means that if it was still if it hadn't have achieved fast track approval, it would still be in cl- phase three clinical trials right now and I wouldn't be working for them. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: and, and very quick point, because uh, uh, we had a bit of a laugh because one day I was binge watching on Dr. House and yeah. I gave you a call because they were describing a drug. Uh, so the episode was shot in, you know, the, the, the late uh, 2000 and uh, uh, it, they were describing a gr- drug. And I was like, but that, that's what Aaron is working on. Yeah. At a time, the drug was uh, uh, in, in very early experiments. Mm mm-hmm. And, and so, that's the kind of timeframes because your drug now is at phase three, is it?
1: It's a phase three, yeah. So, so that's the
0: kind of timeframes yeah. that we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, that th- during Doctor House, that drug was in in experimentation, mm-hmm. and they're only manufacturing at large. You know, must must manufacturing it now. Now, yeah. So that's not that's not a, a fast process. That's almost ten years.
1: Yeah. So, that's yeah. So that's that's an issue that people have. Um, so you you have like the fast track approvals now which are like generally speeded up a little bit but you know it's it's still very it's a still a very slow process. And and again when the R&D when you take into account you have to add that on as well beforehand which could be another 5 or 10 years of research and development. And uh, yeah, so it's it's a long process. So like and obviously by it being a long cost, it's, it's obviously a, a long process, it's obviously a very costly process as well. So um, and then you have also um, capital costs, which is factory, that kind of thing. Every other kind of manufacturing kind of um, investment that you have. So, for example, except it's usually more expensive because, for some reason, everything in science costs more. I have no idea why. Um, it just seems like, you know, you can't, like, it's it, you're not making a normal product. You have to make it under sterile environments. So that adds uh, that's cost. That's what I was going to say, is that like you,
0: you guys don't have the same standard.
1: Yeah, you, it's...
0: I mean, something as silly as probably pens. You know, I, I, the, the pens that we buy for for the company. Like I work in IT, you guys probably have different pens that cost twice the price, or you know. Something I don't know. Silly. We,
1: we still use just normal big pens. Oh, okay, but, to you. But I, I, I'm more talking about um the fact that you know if you want to, you or can't clothes, just have like, or... where where a normal company would build just a building. Yeah. Uh, we have to build a clean room, so it's made which to costs millions rather yes. than you know maybe you would spend few million on it. I think you'd spend like quick tens reminder of millions. Yeah, yeah quick
0: reminder a clean room is a room where there's literally no dust <laughs> yeah and or you walk around with those like w- weird white uh, you look like a uh, uh, uh we call them bunny suits yeah yeah you look yeah. like an alien essentially
1: yeah 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 um so yeah it, and as well generally you're also like um in terms of manufacturing costs um staff are generally a large proportion of that and because it's such a i don't want to toot my own horn but such a high skill industry you generally have very well paid staff um so yeah this is why i throw my money around all the time (laughs) (laughs) so yeah um that's that's another issue with it so um uh so the operating costs are much higher um another thing i'd like to point out which i think is an area because we can't really make savings unless we're going to like you know um well, make, I mean, we, make, we, make risk,
0: a, we always can, but but yeah, everything can, has a cost. So. Everything has
1: a cost. But like I, I'm saying, like, unless you want to, like, um, lower... Like you can obviously make savings. We can find places to make savings in manufacturing. But, you know, there, it comes to a point at which you, you can't make savings because you're going to cut back on safety. You're going to cut back on quality of the product. So, you know, uh, somewhere you can, I think, make significant change would be patents, um, if you're looking at them. I, I, I don't know... See this thing. It is a
0: tough question, though, because you just what the whole process you described is 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 enormously costly.
1: Yeah. Okay. We're talking billions. I know, so I know, yeah,
0: but, yeah. So you could you just cannot say uh, like you cannot say uh, we expect companies private companies to throw billions in R and D, and as soon as they release the drug, every other company can copy it.
1: Exactly. I completely understand that. Nobody the is of- going
0: to to make that kind of investment. Yeah. Just oh. no one will
1: innovation needs to be protected that's definitely definitely i agree with you there but i think in terms of what we look at when we say um for example in america the the uh, a new chemical um patent lasts 20 years do we need these patents to last 20 years if we're investing i don't know maybe 10 billion in a drug and we're expecting that drug to make 3 billion a year does that match up i don't know um
0: so so um, I don't know about drugs. I can tell you quickly about software because in software, mm-hmm. it's not in Europe, but in America, there's such a thing as pa- patents for software, which is very silly because the life cycle of a software is, is I mean, you know. If, if, it's months. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say, if, if a software lasts five years, that's rare. Mm. Not many software lasts that long. Yeah. Um, uh, so I I, I I when you have a, a new drug that comes on the market, Uh, What's its life cycle?
1: Generally, as long as it's on patent. Uh, After it goes off of patent, what you'll have is generics, which are basically the exact same drug just made by another company who hasn't invested all of that energy and resources and time into the R&D. Um, they're basically just copycats. Okay, so so um, always right now... buy generics. They're way cheaper. Yeah.
0: So 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 right now it's uh, twenty seventeen, which means that uh, every drug made before patented before nineteen ninety seven is is available and can be replicated. Mm. I presume, or maybe a bit longer. But what I was going to say is is um, I presume that for most most drugs uh, um, alternatives are available in terms of generics as of today. Yeah, um, unless you're, you're. We were, we were talking about, you know, like specific diseases and stuff.
1: Yeah. So, so there's a lot. So, what happened? We're in a very weird time at the moment because if you look before 1990s, um, a lot of the drugs were what we called small, uh, small molecular drugs, and um, we were using old school chemistry to make the drugs. AKA, mm-hmm. we were like getting a big vessel, mixing chemicals together, putting them under certain pressures, certain heats to derive a molecule that was... we wanted, that was therapeutic.
0: So, literally cooking.
1: Cooking, exactly, exactly. With Put on more a massive industrial scale... Precise a, yeah, quantities. And under a very sterile environment. Yes. Yeah, that's the only difference. But nowadays, what we're doing is we've got uh, the... Uh, what we call biologics, which are a godsend, in a way, because they allow us to make in- basically whatever we want, nearly, at this point. Um, they We make... we use cells we genetically modify them and tell them the protein that we want them to make the drug that we want them to make which is great uh, because it allows us to make very complex drugs um but these are so these kind of have flooded the market and are way more efficient and way more effective than the previous drugs that we were using and we can see all there are very few drugs now that are made that are the Old small molecule. Most of them are the new large but, molecule. Okay,
0: but that's but but okay. So
1: here's the so question so then. a lot of them have gone off market.
0: But but here's a the question then, uh, uh, because a patent
1: and they're all under all the new ones are under patent, so
0: right. But a patent is on on the molecule, not on the fabrication process.
1: So yeah, you so see you can have. So
0: that's 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 what I'm wondering. So so let's say let's say I don't know like aspirin. Uh, uh, so now it's not patented patented anymore. Yeah, so anybody can can manufacture. Mm-hmm. Um, aspirin, yeah. And let's say you have a, uh, uh, you know, new genetically modified cell that you described. that. that Sorry, I, I should
1: have been. I was talking about like specialized drugs back then, but yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. What? I, no, yeah. Okay. So, so back to my original question then, because yeah. uh, uh, I, I know like generic is something that we keep hearing about, and I'm, 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 and like you're the expert on the topic. I'm not. I'm under the impre- impression that we massively underutilize gener- generics. Mm-hmm. Am, I, am I wrong?
1: Yeah, so uh, there's a trade-off. So you can use generics... Um, for when it's available, For when obviously. it's available. The issue is that sometimes generics aren't available for the drug that you're looking for, yeah. even if that drug was manufactured back in the 90s. Um, for example, we have um, <clears throat> um, Embril made by Amgen, back in released in 1994, it was actually approved, um, and the it went off patent in two thousand and eleven, I think, based on the okay. p- weird patent that it got. Um, and but uh, three years before that, it had a, su- a sub. So what they did was they, they they this is the thing you can have a there's an entire industry around lawyers and uh, special, specialists called evergreening where you extend patents basically for pharmaceutical companies um and what they did was essentially with Embro, they patented the protein that we these two proteins that fuse together mm-hmm. they patented the proteins and then what they did was they submitted a patent for another the the method that you used to fuse the proteins together um and they basically held it up for about 10 years in the actual uh patent office oh okay and then they got it approved so they essentially extended their patent by 10 years because the new approval process for fusing the two proteins together was only released three years before. So they they got a 10 year extension essentially to their approval. But there's an entire industry around that. And there are some things with patents where you can, um, um, for example, if a company changes the formulation slightly, they can um, extend their patent, another form of ever greeting. Um, If they make a a change of the delivery system let's say you have a pill you can change that to an aerosol in, inhale it and it gets into the bloodstream quicker you can say it's an innovation oh your, that was the issue with um,
0: uh, that was the issue with the um what is it called uh right. the insulin yeah. um uh, uh controversy EpiPen the EpiPen yeah. in in America where you know it was just epinephrine mm mm-hmm. which is i, I think is not patented anymore is it
1: no it's not you can actually it's um yeah so you can you can get it here in europe but there hasn't been an approval yet for a second manufacturer in the states
0: right so 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 because there was a controversy and some people showed well look you can buy a vial of epinephrine for a few bucks you can buy a needle and just inject it yourself epipen would would have costed hundreds of of dollars yeah which is yeah which i mean like there's no no question there it's 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 ridiculous yeah uh But the thing that I wonder is that that's the that's the, the difficulty, you know, try to balance, you try to balance um, on the one hand, you wanna make sure that you have an incentive for, for companies to invest Absolutely. Into in, in research and drugs. Yeah. Uh, but if they don't have the prospect of making profit, they're not gonna do it. And I think that's, that's kind of a, a psychological barrier for a lot of people who would object to that system. They would say, oh, but companies are making profit. I think it's, it's important to, to remind that, that no one not even I, not even you. Nobody, uh, you know, wakes up in the morning and go work for free. We all go to work because we expect to be financially better off at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And no company—it's uh, the same for companies. Companies invest into drugs because they expect to make a buck at the end of the day. Yeah, uh, that's more than what they put in.
1: Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. And companies should expect to make more so that's than they put that's in. that's yeah.
0: what you want on, on your absolutely. on one hand. On yeah. the other hand, it is true that they're making they you know they are definitely using the, the and and we can point to specific instances of abuse of the pattern system yeah the, the, the and I, I don't have I don't have a really an answer for that because it's 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 really hard to, to balance
1: I I have an I was thinking on the way here, I had an idea, but I don't know like maybe I'll bounce it off you, but I was thinking, um, in terms particularly because we've seen abuse of the patent system, I think, in particular in relation to the pharmaceutical industry, where we have an entire industry grown up around evergreening, which, you know, entire law firms, giant law firms are built around. Um, should we have something where it's kind of Let's say it costs you 10 billion to make a drug and get it to market. Should we say that your profits from that drug, once they hit 200%, 20 billion of that, should should you automatically go off patent? I'd, so it would matter the time and no one's... I'd, no be one's
0: extremely, I'd be extremely cautious because if there is one thing I, I can trust uh, those giant companies to do is to hire accountants. <laughs> to uh, come on we live to, in Ireland to fix
1: the books yeah probably something like we that, live
0: in yeah. Ireland uh, we, we have an entire industry here that's dedicated to moving numbers around to make sure that the, the, the you know the profits are all moved here yeah. to pay a lower corporate tax so I can see where you're going with this and it sounds simple on paper but I'm. I'm just like uh, you know. The first accountant is going to be able to to to
1: to fix books in the fix way books that's in the way advantageous. Will so,
0: but be. that that's a question because the thing so basically is
1: basically what I've done with this is moved it from lawyers to accountants, <laughs> right? Which okay. which
0: in a lot of cases actually the same guy. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it is, and and yeah. So uh, I mean, that's a good question. I, I I would say, and again, I don't necessarily have an answer to this, but but um, I I would have a couple of you know thoughts. Mm-hmm. The first is um i think that we can agree that that 20 years is very arbitrary yeah for some drugs it's going to take more like we're going to talk a bit more about extremely specific drugs going to take more than 20 years to pay back yeah for some others in just if you have something that that's that's uh that's actually extremely useful maybe in just just a few years you may have already covered your costs mm mm-hmm so i don't know what the solution is maybe it's a solution on the maybe you, you you should be able to uh um you have a maybe have a limit on on the the amount of drugs that you manufacture i don't know what the, the what the solution would be but have a fixed one size fits all time constraint is very arbitrary mm-hmm. it seems to me yeah. and you can argue for less you can argue for more uh i it's the, the the bottom line is if you say we're gonna put more if you move to twenty five years we're gonna have more drugs on the market but they're gonna be more expensive if you lower it to ten years we're gonna have l- possibly
1: less drugs being put they're gonna be for more approval. affordable yeah
0: but we're gonna have fewer drugs available mm. so I think that's that's whatever whatever the number is it's very important to at least keep in mind that it is a balance. And maybe the balance, again, I don't know for sure, maybe the balance is is too weighted on one side, right? Maybe that number is too big and we just need to, to reduce it, period. But but you have to understand that you can't break that number down to zero.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. I, I, and I don't think... Anyone except crazy I think people. some would do.
0: Be. I mean, it's, it's it, it, But it probably they do. would have
1: to know that that's going to like discourage the R and D side of the industry.
0: But again, that's what I was saying. It's it's really not. It's if if you if you talk. I mean, you know, it, it's really not uncommon to encounter people who say that that healthcare shouldn't make any profit and it should all be for free. And it's 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 immoral that money is even involved mm-hmm. in that process in the first place not understanding that it's a massive industry that employs millions of people and just cannot be you know it, it can't be nationalized on on the go and and you mm. know it's it's the difficulty um so so and here's something that that's kind of worth asking as well so the issue is so because we we were talking about we were talking about uh, so you you have the the technical aspect of I'm manufacturing a drug and I'm testing it and it works it doesn't work the very medical you know and you publish a paper and you have all your numbers yeah uh, but then at the end of the day your company is going to decide or not to manufacture a drug based off the the uh, what they expect to make in terms of sales versus their uh, uh their cost mm-hmm. and and to me it sounds perfectly reasonable because you know again they're not here t- they don't they don't run on love and hugs and you know you, at some point you do have to make to make a buck mm-hmm. but i i think that a lot of people would object to the very idea that market forces should dictate what drugs are invested into i i i i know what i would answer that but what what usually, I mean, is that something that people tell you?
1: Well, at the moment, market forces aren't really placed on drugs. Well, they kind of are and they kind of aren't. Because, again, like I said, we don't pay for drugs. We pay for very few of our drugs directly. A lot of our drugs are paid for at the moment through um, health insurance, which we just pay a standard amount into and then maybe pay a copay, depending on your particular insurer. <clears throat> or they're paid through a national kind of health service. So, like, for example, here in Ireland, we have a national health service that pays for certain amount of drugs um, particular drugs and there are you know uh,
0: just, just to um, uh, very quickly for people who are not necessarily very familiar with uh, how the, the, the uh, public healthcare system works in Ireland it's mostly for people of low income uh, mm-hmm. if you are uh, working in the private sector uh, uh, you know um, you, you, you'll you have private insurance y-
1: yeah you, you're generally given private insurance if you've a good job um, or you uh, can, can
0: you remind me what is it again for pensioners
1: pensioners you have yeah free healthcare Basically.
0: Uh, a public okay, so it's kind of like an American system where you have a branch for retirees and yeah, and and for okay yeah, and then if you're income, if you're in a lower, lower income, income bracket,
1: you get free healthcare. If you're in a higher income bracket, it's subsidized, um, and then you can get health insurance on top of that if you want private healthcare or if you just want that health insurance to just cover the non-subsidized sector sec- section of the public system. Got so, it. Yeah, um, or you can just pay out of pocket. You can, you can
0: you can you can see already that i am a young fit healthy person <laughs> that, that that didn't have much of a healthcare expenditure expenses outside of you know a couple of dentist visits mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you're lucky for the moment I, I'm, it, it, yeah i'm young yeah um uh, so, the drinking habits haven't yet induced any cancer yeah
1: uh so like uh, you know so uh, people are very you know as, as I was saying because of these reasons people are very uh, not susceptible to market forces when paying for drugs like uh, in Ireland for example even um if you have um we have what's called a drug payment scheme so no matter what it's open to anyone no matter how much money you earn and um it means a maximum you will only pay 145 euro per month for your any prescription drug so well any approved prescription drug which is like 99 of them um so you know after that kind of amount there's there's no incentive to save money because the government's going to pay for all of it.
0: And that, so, so, so here's the thing that I've been, and, and I mean, there are solutions to, to, to it, but I think that's really the core question. So anyone who is economically minded knows that the only way you, the only way you can bring the price down is at some point you have to have a demand Mm -hmm. for lower prices. Yeah. And there's an issue that you just described. It's, it's that if, if you don't pay directly, out of your pocket for something you're not going to demand lower prices you're not going to pay attention to either any equivalent any competitor that can provide at a uh, lower uh cost Mm -hmm. a lower price now the issue is you it's 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 on purpose because we want to make sure that anyone has access to healthcare healthcare is important and we want to make sure that this is not just because you're uh you know, you're out of a job, it's a recession, and you lost your job, oh well you can't you don't have access to healthcare anymore. That's not necessarily something that we're very happy with. No. So that's something that's that's a tough question. How do you you know it's it's how do you balance proper economic incentives where on the one hand you know on the other hand you're saying you know just forget the economic incentives uh uh we're gonna pay for drugs no matter what mm-hmm. which that combined with the monopoly system we've just described for patents, it it's, means that, that there is not it, much of an economic thinking in the system.
1: Yeah, it's it's a perfect storm, kind of, really. Um, so
0: that's why drugs are so expensive in, in, in short.
1: Mm-hmm. So we need to kind of find a way, kind of to one provide. I'm not saying bankrupt people for wanting drugs. That's obviously not an uh, issue. Again, we
0: want to avoid but, that. Definitely, but, but it's, we, that's the question. That's the trick.
1: We do have to make 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 them somewhat, you know, susceptible to like the financial odus of paying for drugs. So maybe they pay for I don't know a percentage of the drug, or rather than just having a standard cut off point for where we where we pay for it i'll, I'll maybe just maybe you pay it, for 10 percent.
0: well 10 percent. the problem is if you're talking about a drug that's i mean you're familiar with those you have drugs that would require let's say ten euro a year treatment that's not that's not hypothetical
1: no that's that's complete yeah uh, look at homera which costs uh, which is not covered in this country um and costs 50 grand a year yeah, so that's so not hypothetical. We don't that's want a system hypothetical. like that, but we don't want a system like that. I, yeah. I don't want a system like that personally, anyway.
0: So, but, that, okay, so that's the trick. And, and uh, we don't have time to get too much into the, the how, like, you know, the, the, the solutions. Um, and again, this is really, we're just, like, the purpose of that episode is just to give a bit more context and explain a bit more what the problem is before we can even try to formulate solutions. yeah. Uh, it's just you know like we have you someone from the healthcare industry trying to explain guys you know we're not making cupcakes yeah this shit is expensive so even even
1: let's and let's it's only going to get more expensive the more specialized healthcare and medication becomes as so well. that's a
0: very int- tr- interesting thing yeah. as well so so just very quickly to wrap up on on patents let's say we we just scrap. Patents altogether, and we find some kind of a magical system where you know we still retain we still retain on all, all that investment. The the profit part is not the bulk of the cost. It, just yeah. the research, as you were saying, you know, you just narrow down. You start from thousands of thousands of, of different molecules, and you narrow down, and you cancel so many of them in the process. Yeah, that's not getting away. That is not going away. The cost of manufacturing. Uh, uh, Building the factory with the the white room and and, and everything, that's not going away because you've deleted paintings, so (laughs) those costs are still here.
1: Yeah, that's not to say the pharmaceutical companies don't have very high margins, but that's again that's because they can get away with very high margins because of the patents, because of the lack of consumer. Um, but there are the two c- care I, for, for yes. prices. What I was yeah, saying yeah, yeah. is,
0: you have the two things. Yeah. Yes, they're making profits. Yeah, and and substantially show th- So, but at the same time, there are a lot of costs that can be ignored, and so yeah. even 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 if you remove, what I was going to say is, is the drug you mentioned that's fifty grand a year
1: uh Himera yeah
0: okay it's not 45 grand profit and 5 grand research development manufacturing testing yeah that's not that at all yeah I don't know how much you would cost on 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 uh, you know if, if, if you would cut on the cost if you removed profits the actual pure profit once you've accounted for all the cost mm-hmm. you're um, not gonna I, have the price of the drug
1: yeah no I don't know what AbbVie spends yeah. on R&D and all that kind of stuff but like I, I know like my company, personally, that I work for, about a quarter of its of its revenues every year goes towards R and D. It's about five billion a year that goes towards R and D, so it's right. a huge chunk. It is. Yeah.
0: So, so I but, think, that's but
1: that's because my company basically only operates. It doesn't make generic it, generics. It only operates on um, branded drugs. So.
0: And um, you were going to talk about you were going to talk about drugs that are for uh, extremely tight, ex- extremely small markets.
1: Oh yeah. So at the way the, 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 um, so we have, we've gone through kind of like back in like a few decades ago, uh, we had the kind of first round of like, you know, drugs that were kind of f- focused towards the general population, um, the general big illnesses. Uh, so like you had a drug for breast cancer. Okay. Or you had, you know, that kind of thing. And now what we're doing is in the industry is we're looking at, okay, well, what causes breast cancer in general? How can we narrow in on specific targets uh, like BRCA1 uh, and say, okay, well, we want to target BRCA1 and turn that off or, you know, um, stop. I've heard quickly,
0: BRCA1 for... Sorry,
1: a uh, genetic mutation which causes breast cancer, basically. Okay. How can we target that so that it's not causing breast cancer? Um,
0: but that's not that's that's yeah. that's not all breast cancer. You're targeting... uh, no, you
1: have PD one, you have a bunch of other okay. targets.
0: So you're but, narrowing down on one specific cause.
1: Yeah. So something that that individual might have a BRCA one mutation, which causes them to get breast cancer. Uh, but that's not the cause of all breast cancer. So we're say it's only maybe let's say it's I don't know what the percentage. Is. Let's say it's twenty percent of breast cancer is caused by BRCA one mutations. So we're <clears throat> we're now targeting not just breast cancer as a whole and marketing to an entire um group like global population with breast cancer now we're marketing to a fifth of the population with breast cancer let's say for example i don't again i don't know what the percentage is for brca1 but yeah, but you um, still but, have but the same r&d that, costs you, you, but you're still having the exact same like you still have the same capital costs you still have the same operating costs you still have the same uh, r&d costs you still have the same approval costs you know um, so at the same time it's costing the same amount in, in capital and 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 operating costs but you're, you're targeting a market, which is like a fifth of the size, maybe smaller. Um, so that, that's and that's, an not, issue. that's not the that's most a, extreme case. Yeah, and that's not the most extreme case. So that's, you know, so what we're doing, but, but it's, in a way it's good though for the patient because we can tackle that specific target and we can be very specific about treating their individual illness. So, so, so let
0: me. So, uh, on the example, the specific example you, you you gave, what you what you would do is you would actually try to kind of silence the cause of breast cancer in advance and prevent the development of cancer.
1: Uh, oh, this is if if you have breast cancer already. Yeah. But, okay, so already yeah, so yeah, yeah, right yeah. if you have breast yeah, cancer. Yeah, 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 All right. Yeah, yeah. But um, but like it's more what you need to know is basically. But it instead would, I of att- guess it would be maybe more efficient. Of, yeah, yeah. Instead of attacking like a general cause, or you know, um you're attacking a specific target which causes it in that person. So okay. That's the difference. All right. Yeah.
0: And so that's the issue then because uh, from an economic point of view you have the same up from to 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 boil it down in a very simple way uh, if you look at the equation now you have the same up from cost but you're not going to have anywhere near the same revenue.
1: Yeah, because so, you don't have the same customer base right, or patient right. base. So it's not However, it's not like penicillin,
0: it's not like aspirin. It's it's all those costs have to be shared across a a, a group of people that's more and more limited.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's actually an entire area in the pharmaceutical industry called the orphan medication sector, which uh, in fact deals with um, very specific, um, dr- like uh, very specific diseases <clears throat> that only affect very s- small patient population groups. Like for example. Cystic fibrosis, which only affects 70,000 patients worldwide. Um, One of the new drugs by Vertex only affects, sorry, only, only, instead of tackling the entire 70,000 patients, which is already a tiny population group, uh, vertex have made a new drug which only um battles a specific target within that population specific molecular target within that population uh, which only makes up 15% so i can't do math in my head 15% of 70,000 not that many patients i mean
0: it's it's it, i'm trying, i like i'm trying to do some math it's 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 like yeah a 100,000 a hundred of the pop- i mean it's it's yeah, ridiculous it's a
1: tiny amount it's it's so so when when we look at that it's um it's a tiny population to make money from, and then we all again we have to remember that we we're only going to be talking about entertaining even the idea of paying for this drug in in populations that are living in the first world.
0: So yes, yeah, you know, so so if you have CS in in Nigeria,
1: <laughs> you're kind of fucked.
0: Yes, in the first because your government. Well, not I mean, you're you live that. in Nigeria.
1: Yeah, because your government's not going to be able to pay for that. They're going to make the. They're actually going to be smart and make the economic decision, which is going to say no, because instead of paying two hundred thousand dollars for one drug for one person, we're going to give 50 vaccines. people we're gonna give fifty people HIV medication. Or we're gonna give or yeah, or we're gonna give like uh you know, we're gonna give I mean two hundred fifty thousand yeah. people vaccines for something. Yeah. 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 We're gonna yeah. It, it, it and it makes more sense economically to do that.
0: And it's not but well not just economically. I mean it's like the trolley problem where you know you kill the guy who's gonna you you, you, you kill a bystander or you nuke Paris. Mm-hmm. That's just like the trolley problem time hundred thousand. Yeah, um,
1: I'll, I'll throw the scale. company. The company I work. Um, I work near. Anyway, I don't want to give the company I work away for. But anyway, the company I work near, uh, they're called um, Alexion. I can throw them under the bus. Uh, they make a uh, uh the world's most expensive drug, five hundred thousand a year for treatment. It's uh, they they actually have what they do is they uh, we it was discovered in um, Netherlands that they there was a patient advocacy group and they were getting funding um to uh, to lobby the government to pay for this drug and when you looked into where the group was getting the funding from guess where they got it from <laughs> alexion <laughs> yeah so um so that they is, yeah. they can they can afford that they, cuz they know that like the first world they can we can pay for that here if we do it it collectively so yeah that's, that's an interesting so, thing. So, but that, uh, when, if you look, if you take the orphan drug market, uh, which makes up about, in terms of, of of actual price, makes up one-fifth of the entire pharmaceutical industry. Uh, or I mean, revenue. Sales, in sales. Revenue makes up one-fifth of the entire wow. pharmaceutical industry, makes up one-fifteen-hundredth of the entire uh, population of patients. So okay. it's a very inefficient system. But there's lots of incentives. There's a European fund for paying for this medication they get wow. special um fda fast track approvals they get uh, reduced reduced price for fast track reduced prices for approvals in the fda same with the european medicines agency same with the canadian health ministry same with japan so it's uh, yeah they have lots of incentives to which is why you know uh, the the orphan medications act in america was kind of a double-edged sword it it pushed investment towards the uh Towards orphan medication, which is good, but at the same time, it's 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 bloated that side of the industry. I feel. So. Yeah.
0: It's it's a really tough moral question. I, I I'd say that's where definitely you get a, you get more, you get closer to the edge of 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 the kind of questions that get you thrown out of uh fancy dinners. Yeah. And parties.
1: Yeah, when you say, I think that. You know the economics. Uh, of the the, economics it, of doesn't check this out. Person alive uh, is the fact. economics
0: doesn't check out. I mean, if you have, you know, <clears throat> like I always give that that hypothetical. You know, imagine you have a child that comes to a uh, hospital emergency, and he's is on the brink of death, and but it's going to cost a billion dollars to fix up the child. Mm-hmm. Do, are you morally obligated to 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 pay for that, or are you going to say no? We can use that billion dollar in a hundred. Times more efficient ways to solve that issue. Yeah. So that's that's the and then more so so that's that's obvious here because I just said a billion dollar. Yeah. Well, is it that obvious for fifty fifty thousand? This is, is what... it that obvious for twelve thousand? Yeah. So that's the more question that's hard to answer.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, I I I honestly like I don't blame people because when these patient advocacy groups for these orphan drugs come out on TV and that kind of thing and you you see a kid who's you know. That's no. Sick.
0: That's no fun.
1: It's not. Yeah. It's it's not good. It's it, you you don't want that. And and I totally understand why people you know get behind these patient advocacy groups and lobby for for the government to pay for these drugs. Um, but at the same time, I think you're missing out then and looking at all of the other kids that that could be helped. What well, I mean, look at what's happening. Across, the same amount of money. Yeah.
0: So look at what's happening all across the uh, the West. Uh, healthcare costs have risen in in absolutely unmanageable levels. We were talking about the NHS during our latest, one of our latest podcasts, um, it, that's one of the reasons why, if you look at what's happening in France, what's happening in America, uh, it is driven by a huge increase in costs of medication. So uh, it, 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 medication
1: if it, makes up one fifth of the entire healthcare. Basically, right. Yeah. Right.
0: So, so the thing is, uh, and we all want to be generous and we all want to be compassionate. That's not the question there. Mm, but if you start, absolutely. but if if at some point you say where to in order to save one kid, we'll have to put the entire system in jeopardy, and go through austerity measures. Which I don't think I, I, nobody's really happy to do, and like that's the free market guy talking. I, I like reforms, austerity, cur- but austerity cuts are no fun, mm. and austerity cuts is what happens when you sacrifice long term stability for short term you know, political gains. Yeah. So you say in the short term we're going to pay. You know, someone some group comes up and says, "Uh, we want that drug to be covered." And you say well i want to be generous and progressive etc so i'm just going to say yes and vote for us. Mm-hmm. but if that 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 challenges the stability of your system in 10 years time you're going to have to have government who's going to have to make cuts that are not going to be fun to go through
1: yeah and you're going to have to make cuts if to either the program that you installed paying for this very expensive drug or maybe for another program, which is maybe might help a lot more people, but maybe not. So be as noticeable.
0: Yeah. So that's that's a tough that's a tough call. Mm. Um, I always say so. For example, when the leading causes of death, I, I just so one thing that I absolutely love is if you look at what kills people. You know, if you look at the the sort of unsuspected causes of death, the number of people who die of the flu <laughs> every year. You're laughing, but it's like no, I know, yeah. yeah, it's three hundred thousand people yeah. a year. It's huge. Yeah. For, for for something that's so benign mm-hmm. talk about low-hanging fruits um, and, and you have so many preventable diseases we're talking about resurgence of, of,
1: don't, of I don't want to give everyone like super I, I don't want Manny to scaremonger people in against the flu by the way these people who get the flu and die are generally they're very old or they're very young they're not people listening to this podcast uh, true, or yeah. they're immunocompromised or something Th- like that that's yeah, true yeah. or well, they have complications no yeah so oh, absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. no
0: you're right my, my point was, was there are a lot of things that harm the population that are not necessarily on TV. The the leading causes of death. Like I was looking at charts of leading causes of death. The overwhelming majority are self inflicted. You know, alcohol, <clears throat> smoking, over okay, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. obesity. Uh, when you, when you look at you know what kills people, the over, it's not it's not terrorism. It's not cystic fibrosis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's 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 a tough one. And and you know how. That's where it's difficult to have an objective economic analysis of the situation because then you start saying, "Well, we can help on the flu and it kills three hundred thousand people a year. We can, you know, like we've 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 eradicated uh, diseases of the planet of the earth uh, of, of the face of the earth. Which was um, is malaria still occurring? Which It's one, still a thing, yeah. Which one? Which <laughs> one did we? I always get the Small two box? wrong. Small um, a, couple, a few decades ago."
1: Yeah, smallpox, polio, a few of them go on now. Yeah, we, so We've eliminated a, f- a fair bit of stuff Right, so um, it,
0: that's, the, that's the difficulties like you're Except spending, for the
1: anti-vaxxers, they're bringing some stuff well, back yeah, We should have an episode on them as well oh. Oh.
0: Anyways, <laughs> I, I know like, but And that's 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 the, the, the It's a very tough moral question Because yes, there is such a thing As a cost and a benefits analysis to be made Mm-hmm. Simply because we don't live in a world where money grows on trees,
1: or not even money. Just when you think about it, it's just in terms of resources just don't grow on trees, and time doesn't grow on trees, right? You know, so it, 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 there is. I think a lot of people just sit down to dinner sometimes and think, "Oh, yeah." And then the the steak magically appeared in the in the shop, and I bought it for money. We have to remember that there are hundreds of jobs behind every single product that we use. So so that includes want, healthcare.
0: So right. So so. There are ways to bring down prices, but they are not necessarily politically correct. You mentioned we can lower standards. Maybe we can accept... That- I,
1: di- I didn't say that. I work in no, quality cro- control yes. for a pharmaceutical company, no, but and you, I did not say no, that. No, no,
0: no, 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 no but you, you, you didn't say explicitly, but you implied... You said costs are high we, because we have high standards. We could... But we shouldn't. <laughs> right. No, no, but that, that's what I mean. That's yeah. what I mean. It's like, okay, why is it expensive? You come to me and say, it's expensive because, well, we have very high standards of safety. Yeah. Do you want to lower costs? Well, we can lower standard of safety. Which we shouldn't. Which I'm not saying we should. Okay. I'm just saying there are solutions. I'm not sure that they're acceptable. Yeah. That's a good question. Okay. Again, cost and benefits. What's the cost of, you know, we know the cost of, of the safety standards. Uh we know what the benefits are as well. Uh, Are we getting the buck, you know, are we we, we getting what we want, what we expect out of it? Well, that's a good question. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But those can, should, those should at least be measured in an objective manner. And we should be able to say, well, okay, here's what works and here's what doesn't. Mm -hmm. And it may be true. And I I know it's going to sound horrible, but it may be true that for certain drugs, the cost outweighs the benefits to yeah. society just because you cannot divest and i'm making i'm making up numbers but you cannot divest a fifth of gdp to you know provide health care for a handful of kids no yeah. matter how, how awful it sounds you just cannot
1: mm-hmm. no and and i think you're kind of right in this in this term but I again i i kind of want to say that that's again kind of the and the that's the fringe-ish kind of but again that that areas It growing. is that it is not because yeah. have to
0: cough have through the roof. Yeah, it is. And we but know I mean like
1: m- most drugs shouldn't be should be, f- for people living in the first world, should be fairly affordable. Um, again, it's it's kind of, it's, it's, it comes down, like yes, they're very, but like again when you look at drugs, generally you're only paying for them for a year in your life, two years in your life, these kind of unless you're on something, in, like unless you have a chronic disease like like cystic fibrosis. Okay, most of us, if we get cancer, we get it for 18 months, two years, maybe. And then you die. And then then you die. (laughs) Or you get better. You know, it's it's, yes, it's a harsh, you know, an expensive procedure. Even if we could lower costs, it'd still be expensive. But it's only for a short amount of time. You know, it's 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 not like it's going to bankrupt you forever. You know, so, yeah, it's it's yeah. Anyway. It's, go.
0: yeah, but that's, that's I, I, I would say that's the difficulty and that's at least what I hope we've brought to you today in a sense of, you know, those things are not that simple. Mm-hmm. You can't make such a bl- blanket statement as to say, oh, just liberalize everything, open the market. But well, okay, a lot of people won't be able to afford most drugs. Mm-hmm. But period, that's yeah, just that's, so, and yeah. we don't want that. Then you have the, the other extreme that just says, just nationalize everything and have the government pay for pay everything. Pay for everything, yeah. Well, we're then just... there's just no limit to what we pay.
1: Yeah, and then we're just going to have the system collapse.
0: And we just have, yeah, so we'll just have, we'll just, we we'll literally will have to enslave the population, the working population to, to pay for the medical bill of, and that's not, that's not even going to be enough. Mm-hmm. Because there is no limit to the demand. Mm-hmm. There's always somewhere some healthcare problem. Yeah. That's that's just the reality of life. So how do we manage to strike a balance? and I, I i'd say really that was i mean to me that's that's at least that's my hope that we brought it to you some some insights of on on well it's it's not it's not really that easy mm-hmm. it costs a lot of money
1: yeah right thanks for listening guys uh we might come back to this and talk about it again because healthcare is a huge topic yes so maybe I'm-
0: next time talk a bit more about solutions because we didn't yeah. provide many today that's true and like we've already you know been done longer than we we do usually uh, yeah. on regular podcast okay. but I, we'll definitely come back to it
1: thanks for listening guys cheers
0: cheers <sighs> you've been listening to The Classical Drunks hosted by Aaron Bookie and Emmanuel Bourgerie You can subscribe to us on YouTube and iTunes. And if you've enjoyed this episode, feel free to like, review, or share it on social media, as this will help others to find the show.